The thirst is real. This is my intro. This is my intro. Ugh. What's up, guys? Welcome to the last final episode of 2023. This is the end to a new episode of Thirsty Boys. This is a good year to end. A good year to end. A good year to end. Yeah, we like, had a fucking year. I mean, it was started off good, and then it got a little wonky. I think it was a transformative year. Transformative year. That is oh. the year. 2023, we transformed. Yeah. <sighs> Into butterflies. Oh, I'm your co-host, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I'm Snowman. <laughs> What is it? Yeah, it's Frosty. I'm frosty. I was like, what's a snowman? <laughs> I'm just snowman. I'm snowman. I'm snowman. Um, well, I'm we have a lot to talk about. It was a great year of reality TV. Oh, maybe the best year of reality TV. Truly. I, yes. And to think that with the strike, there's like the second phase of it. I know. That we're going to get in 2024. Oh, yeah. No, like d- hands down the best year of reality TV, which segues nicely into my favorite reality show of 2023, <sighs> Squid Game's The Challenge. Well, okay, so fun fact, um, listeners, we, I thought, I, you know, I saw it on Netflix and I saw like things about it being posted. I thought this was a documentary series about a remote island in like the Asian Pacific Ocean where like they play the Squid Games and the like, people die, like the Hunger Games. Like I thought it was real. So, and when I said it out loud, mm-hmm. then, then it clicked. Then that you that, realized that would be fucking weird. That would be a lot. One day. You will just be murdering for anything. In 2053, I think, you heard it here first. In 2053, <laughs> a small island in the Asian Pacific Ocean is going to kill people on a real Squid Games type competition. And I will be applying. I'll be first in line <laughs> for that challenge. And I'll watch. And I'll, I'll commentate. Okay, well, tell me about it because all the kids are like dying about it, talking about it's it. It's just so good. You know, I, I don't want to go on for too long because I could go on for hours. But what I'll say is, first of all, the editing style is unlike anything you've seen both in terms of cinematic like greatness which is like the korean style of reality tv editing which is amazing but also in terms of like you know we talk about story and edit and all of that yeah this show gives no fuck about your story or your edit like as in you could be like the clear winner of the season based on your story edit and then you're just fucking dead in three seconds so i did love that um the final two we had this like seemingly privileged like white guy that mm-hmm. was pretty much like I haven't had a hard life people have always supported me right versus this mother who was a refugee from Vietnam who oh, was pregnant when she was 19 whose parents did not like accept the like accept her when she got right. pregnant like that was the final two and I was like if this white privileged boy wins this would be the most like dystopian shit I've ever seen in my life right but luckily my one well, okay. Well, happy Maya won. Happy that. She had a hard life. <laughs> she escaped the Asian Pacific remote island where the real Squid Games happened. Exactly. But but I heard there's rigory in this game. Okay, tell me more. Okay, so somebody explained to me that in the final three, there's like a button pushing yes, and a color. Yes. I think, was it you? No. We, maybe. I don't think so. We It was like a great debate about who's dictating the timing, who's dictating the color. There's heavy yes. production influence. Yes. So, you know what I mean? Maya, it's going to be green. Good luck. I know. So, here's my thing. There were so many challenges that were completely unriggable. Okay. So, I believe that the vast majority of the show was genuine. I also believe that they would have kept in people that were eliminated, like, if it was rigged. So, Fair. however, by the buttons and by the final challenge, do I think there could have been some riggery? I'm going to say 
Yes. So maybe it's set up like that. Like, you know, get your way through this far and then we'll pick like whoever we want to crown. Because if it wasn't her winning, oh my God. It would have been devastating. Devastating. So it's interesting that you're saying that they dispose of these talents so quickly, like they're useless. Whereas in Survivor or Drag Race, we're seeing them wanting their stories to be told. We're really getting to know them on a, such a deeper level. Yeah. But on Netflix, they're like, get out, girl. And well, this, after the Love is Blind stuff. Netflix better watch out. Oh, you mean like there's controversy on yeah. controversy. On like the way they house and like the yeah. food. Like it's really bad. Well, there's a lawsuit basically saying like we were cold and we like lost nerve damage or we have nerve damage or whatever. Yeah. Well, but, and that's Netflix mm, though. But Netflix. I'm like, mm, you signed up for it. Yeah, fair enough. I agree with that part. Like nobody was willingly like. Like did y'all not read your, because y'all are not reading your contracts either. Yeah. I'm reading it. It says we can fuck you up. And you can't sue us. 100%. So it's like, you either consent or you don't. Yep, I do. I do too. Okay. I've read a talk about episode four. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> we are witnessing one of the greatest moments of Canadian reality television ever. Okay. You don't me. think so? Well, sorry. I thought Canada's Drag Race episode four was stunning. Yeah, it was. Are, are you talking about a specific moment or just the whole episode? That untucked moment. Oh my God. No, Frankie, I was like, getting out of my chair and running and screaming across the room. It was so intense. I love it. It was old school reality TV. One, that's exactly it. It was giving me very like, I'm passionate. I'm not scared what America or the viewers think. Yeah, or like, producers or the judges yeah. or anyone. But it was a lot, Anil. No, it was everything. And then, I mean, do, let's break it down. So they're doing a design <laughs> challenge. In Canada's Drag Race now, if you're in the bottom three, yeah. not a bottom two, and then the winner of the challenge saves one of the three. Yeah, love. So in the bottom was her best friend and a girl that needed to go home eight weeks ago and the show's only on week four. Um, and then a girl that should still stick around. You know what I mean? How that played out. The girl quits and then came back in and changed her tone. That was a complete Alberta meltdown. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm stereotyping maybe, but people from <sighs> Alberta have rage like no other. And then they come back into the room like, so sweet. Like the sweetest person ever. Do you have experience? Do you have a bad Alberta, a bad Alberta yeah. boy experience? Yeah. <laughs> Tom Plant is from Alberta and he evicted me. So Oh, there we go. Okay. So yeah. it's deep-rooted. It's deep-rooted. She was just dropping the F-bombs, dropping the B-bombs, <laughs> dropping the C-bombs. Like, she was she was pissed. Yeah. She was like, fuck those judges <laughs> for not knowing that this was Vivian Westwood. This was fashion. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So if that wasn't enough, because it was. Like, I was like, good for you. Sure. Then, near enough, and <laughs> Amy, Yance, Amy Yance Chanel go at it. And when Amy Yance Chanel looked into the camera and said, you know, there's no room for hate and drag. But Nira's a fucking bitch. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what? And then she goes, I'm smelling it. I'm getting high off of it. I was like, oh, wow. The girls are here to fight. Yeah, and Nira Enough was also intense. Like, she was throwing daggers at Amy Yonce. Like, it was a lot. It was a lot so to process. Bad. It so was good, good, but it was a lot to process. And um, and then Amy Yonce being like, Fine. Yeah. Put me in. Save Melinda. Save Melinda. Save Melinda. You want a show? Save, Save Melinda. Melinda. <laughs> and she did. And she did. And no, then when she did that, that's what I mean. It was like it was like punch after punch after punch. And then it's Priyanka and Lemon. Y yes. First time in Drag Race history having a winner's song be a lip sync song. Right. And at this point, I'm already sweating. Oh, yeah. Like, like I'm like, oh, my God. Then we got to do the lemon verse. And then yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm very much like exhausted by the end of it. Who won that lip sync? 
I don't know. I really don't know. I re- I I like to know, but I did not know. So I've been breaking it down a lot because you know I have nothing else to do. Um, <laughs> near enough from the edit misses more words. Amy Yante Chanel knew the words more. It's called the lip sync. So yeah. in that lane, yeah. Amy Yante Chanel won. In terms of overall performance, oh no, choreography, dancing, near enough won. But then in terms of overall performance, that's where it got close. Got close. Ugh. I think that. Amy Anthony Chanel should have went home. I think it would have been the perfect button to the episode. This is why it, it went back to this is why it's Canada's Drag Race. We're too nice in Canada. Yeah, I was... Uh, okay, you have to... By the end of the episode, I wasn't understanding the double save choice at this moment. It was nice. It was. I think it was to be nice. The, the lip sync was close enough to win. Yeah, I do think but if it you wasn't... had to pick a winner... It's near enough. It was double save because it was close, but not because it was spectacular. Right. And it's supposed to be when it's spectacular. Right. But you thought what? Producers were like, y'all just yelled a lot. Double save. Yeah. And I think that <laughs> I think it it's like into the point where like, you know, Amy Ante Chanel was like waking up at 5 a.m. to take sewing classes till 8. Like it was yeah. just it felt wrong telling her story and then being like, bye. I think it was like Canadians are too nice. Wow. In America, they would have disposed of that bitch, and RuPaul would have never known her name again. Fair, no, that's fair. What other RuPaul? What other drag race? What other drag race queens' original song do you think would make a good lip sync song? Alaska's "What's the Tea Is Good." Oh, okay. Um, I mean, Priyanka has so many bops. Yeah, Priyanka does point. have a lot. I don't know who else has a good songs. Um, oh, G- oh, who are you going to say? Jinx Monsoon's um, "Peanut Butter and Jelly" song. Yeah. Spread, spread, spread the peanut butter. You've listened to the song? Yeah, I have. Oh, God. (sighs) She's my idol. Done by Alaska and Giagan. Okay. Stun. I'm stunning. (laughs) That would be good. Tell us what. Oh, or Sasha Colby's original finale song. Oh, the God. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yes. That one I think could actually slay. Um, Yeah, let us know what lip sync, what original lips, what original song from a drag race queen you would want to see in lip sync. It's like a tongue twister. Jeez. Oh, jeez. Um, okay, before we move on, I just have to say this really quick. I know you don't watch Housewives, but you did touch oh, down on Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, there's a lot of discussions of who the queen of Potomac is. You know, like who's the best. Right. There's the Grand Dame, but there's like duos, right? So there's Robin and Giselle. But there's Wendy and Candace. But the real duo is Mia and Robin. And I just want people to go. Robin Dixon, to show how iconic she is camera show up to film these women and yeah. you know like I'm doing my business I'm taking the kids to school Robin Dixon is in bed she literally walks past the film crew gets back into bed oh. and sleeps okay like she's just herself yeah her husband was cheating on her she's like yeah like she just is so unbothered like oh her my- tagline literally is like I took a DNA test and I 100% don't care oh my god <laughs> and is just, she breaking up with him I feel so seen no and I, I mean it's me <laughs> Okay. Um, but yeah, so congrats to Mia and Robin for being the queens of Potomac. Like according to you or according to the fans? Uh, no, or? not according to the fans. Oh, I'm probably Neil's be award. Okay. Bullied, yeah. This is your housewife award. Yeah. Um, okay, we have Selena. Selena Gomez. Okay, so this is an interesting topic because it has to do with social media yes. and comments. Yeah, so basically Selena Gomez is fighting with fans on like niche, small Instagram accounts Regarding her new boyfriend, Benny Blanco. I love that. She's the most followed person on Instagram and she is having feuds with 
the public. Yeah, as the queen of Instagram, you don't get to step on her platform where she is the queen bee, the most popular woman on the platform, and tell her her man is ugly. Are you dumb? I mean, I, oh gosh. Do you respond to hate comments on our TikToks? I mean, yeah. Like, do you have you ever fought with someone about our TikToks? Um, no, but you know what? Maybe I'll do that tonight. I have a lot of anger to release. And then you can be like Selena Gomez. Yeah. It's like a good person to like mirror after. Well, you know I love Selena Gomez. She is one of the greatest true like Disney pop girls. I mean, didn't you you compared her to someone the other day? You compared her to Meryl Streep. Oh yeah, I did. Did you yeah, when we were having a pre drink? I mean, like, she is in Selena Gomez, of Meryl Streep. They're both icons. They're both icons. She was a wizard of Waverly Place. Like, we're talking magic. We're talking beyond anything Meryl Streep could deliver. Like... There you go. Um, okay, so would you... Resp- I'm talking about in terms of your man, too. Like, if you mm. would you respond defending something that didn't involve you? Oh, or like, I see. It's more so, like, my man, my mm. man. I'm trying to think if it's different, if it's me or someone else. I don't know that it is. I like to respond so Lily has to the sent hateful some comments with, like, because hilarious she wasn't it responses. Yeah. Her main account. Um, she I think that's, like, killing with kindness. With fans. No, no, wait, no, sorry. It is. She, Look from her oh account, my God. was not responding to her own posts and her own comments. She was going to fan accounts seeing what they're saying oh, and okay. responding. Yeah. So, really, these fan accounts, they just got what they, like, they just hit the jackpot. A, f- a famous person just responded to I know. them. Okay, let's read some of these. Okay. Selena Gomez, you're just corny. Oh my God, that man was shading you years ago. And then Selena says, yeah, he's still better than anyone I've ever met with. Facts. Okay, that was pretty like classy. Yeah. Then she says, then why has he been the best thing that's ever happened to me? The end. She's not wrong. <laughs> Okay, is this last one for you? Yeah, I don't understand. If you actually care about me, this is my happiest. If you don't feel free to say whatever... Okay, you got to read this. This is too long. If you don't feel free to say whatever you want, but I will never allow your words to guide my life, ever. I'm done. Whoa, she's done. Oh my God. If you can't accept me at my happiest, then don't be in my life at all. Just get the fuck out of her life. But like, these people are in her. Okay, I'll read the first one. If you can't handle the hate, then stop posting pictures of your boyfriend. LOL. It should be special between you two only. Don't be mad at your fans. They love you. Not mad. It's been six months, BB. I will always defend my friends, family, and fans till the day I die. So what's great about this is that this is the exact comment that she commented on a hate comment on Justin Bieber's account when he was with Sophia Richie. So like they literally copied and pasted her original comment back to her so she's like in a way meta responding to herself this is weird this is intense you know what she's done and it's the end it's she's done bb with you and with me and with well not with me because i'm a fan that actually supports her relationship (laughs) um i'm a neutral third party oh i'm gonna i'm just gonna like take an edible and get up in the comments tonight like really like i haven't done that in so long yeah like scroll back and fight scroll through it will help our engagement. Yeah, it will. Mm-hmm. Okay, speaking of things that I don't want to engage with, Big Brother's doing a winter season, a holiday season, Big Brother reindeer games. <laughs> Woo! If, this is 
stupidest fucking name. Like reindeer game. Okay, like winter. Like why reindeer game? Yeah, like Winter Olympics or the premise of Big Brother at its core was a social experiment to test society and like voting out for hierarchy. When did the fucking reindeer enter the social experiment? Reindeer games? Are we dumb? Yeah, it's taking. Our favorite show to a very interesting place. It's making a mockery of it. It's a mockery. But I don't... Rumors was that a lot of them wouldn't do full seasons. I don't... Yeah, well, I... It, the fact that they all signed a contract, talking about contracts that said reindeer games. <laughs> it's so dumb. But it's like a short version, right? It's like 10 weeks or something. I think it's shorter. 10 days, sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> reindeer's in March. Yeah, true. I think it's... I think it premieres tonight. I'm definitely watching that tonight. Oh, fuck. Cancel all my plans. I'm watching this tonight. I think it's, like, going to be a quick, like, entertainment. Like, they built this when the strike was on. Like, throw some bitches in there That's and give true. me a show. So. The cast is our queen, Daniel Reyes. Frankie Grande. Xavier. Uh, Nicole Franzel, yes. The hottie with the body, Cody Califori. Uh, Josh. <laughs> Martinez. Brittany. Taylor Hale. And America's favorite player from this season, Cameron. If, like, Danielle Reyes is a queen amongst peasants in this house. If Danielle Reyes has to clean, cook her own food, or do anything, she should just sit in a bed, and the <laughs> cast is her crew. Yeah, I agree. Like, just like, what's her name from Potomac? Yeah, she is the grand dame of the Big Brother house. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Do they even live in the house? I don't know. Or are they only playing games? Are they sleeping at home? I don't know anything about this season. Yeah, well, you're going to have to update me. I don't well, know you're not watching. I will update you. Yeah. Okay. I think it's time for something we do at the end of every year. Yeah, it's the 2023 Thirsty Reality TV Awards. Hence why Frankie is making me wear seconds. I'm nervous. Sorry, I'm nervous because I just think it's been such a good year of reality TV. Yeah, there's a lot to take in. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so who is your best villain? Okay, I'm just going to say one for this one. Yeah. Oh, you have multiple winners for the others? I don't know. I have one. Okay, okay. Wait, we can't have the same one, though. Yeah, no, what but that is perfect. What letter does yours start with? Oh. Fuck, so does mine! Who is it? Oh, Marosa! Yes! <laughs> okay, whatever. She wins. It doesn't matter no, if we have the same one. The, to be the best villain in House of... <sighs> vi when she... Are you caught Goosebumps. up? Yes, go. The Tam... Burr the tambourine. Three. We are on the same page today. Oh my god! Omarosa solidified herself. I mean, she always has been, but to come back in 2023 <laughs> and still be on some next level villain bullshit. Tell them this. You are you can tell them. I oh my god, this the, story. If you're not watching House of Villains one, you are not our people. Yeah. Like two, how is she still in the game? Being yep. how awful she is, and <laughs> she's good at it. She's winning challenges. She's taking out threats. When she got rid of Corinne successfully, I was yep. like. Wow. Yeah, she's doing the right things, but this tambourine moment <laughs> was the moment of the year yeah, in reality TV. I don't know if that's one of the things. It makes no. me respect t t Tanisha, who I love and have always loved. Yeah. That, this whole thing has really shown Tanisha's growth as a human. It has... Omarosa is still in the same place. Yeah, Tanisha is so composed. Tanisha, eight years ago, would have grabbed the tambourine and beat her six <laughs> times across the head. <laughs> so the fact that she's standing there respectfully is amazing. Okay, I need to like give the download. Tanisha is about to be eliminated. Yeah. She decides to bring a gospel choir into the house yeah. to wake everyone up that is going to sing with tambourines. Yeah. Her tambourine slightly gets near Omarosa's hand. 
slightly. And there is video footage of the tambourine not touching Omarosa's wrist. Right. We saw the clip. Omarosa, <laughs> then live on television, files a lawsuit yep. against this woman on yep. this fucking show. Yep. She is yelling. She has lawyer on the phone. She's yelling at producers. Get her away from me. She hit me with a tambourine. <laughs> she feels threatened. She feels threatened. She has to stay 10 feet away from her. At all times. In the house. In the hu- in the house they live in together. Yep. And then wakes up the next morning and proceeds to go to the hospital. <laughs> she needs her x-rays because she has to launch a case. And then she was wearing a fucking arm brace. The tambourine did not even fucking like. It didn't touch her. It is so. I, and God bless the producers for not being like, you're a dumb bitch. Get the fuck off our show. No. Because it was great TV. It was great TV. The first. This is. It was a first. How are we getting a first in reality TV? Like, Well, like we've gotten it before, but we've never been able to see it play out. We've, well, like, yeah. It's always it's, been rumors. Oh, yes. yeah. She called the police or whatever. We're seeing every minute play out. Watch House of Villains. It's oh. truly so fucking great. Okay. We agree on that one. Okay. I think I know. It's on who, Hey You Too, by the way. Hey You. I think I know who your best host is going to be. Oh, really? I think. I think. Is it the same as yours? A lot of a lot of mine are going to that pocket. I, I don't think it's the same, but I want you to go first because I think I know who you're going to say. Jeff Probst. I knew it. Yeah. I mean, okay, so he's been a shitty host. like Not <gasps> shitty. He's just been like painting by numbers for so many years where it's like doing the same limes, doing whatever. These past two seasons of Survivor specifically, I feel like he has tapped into the cast and he knows how to navigate and pull stories and pull moments in a way that I feel like he almost like tapped out of before. Sure. He's good at doing it. Sari walking across the plank, like such a powerful moment. Yeah. We're getting those Jeff moments again. Like when she was up there on the water yes, plank on yes, the water yes. slide, it reminded me of that Sari moment. And what I loved about it is that we didn't get the Sari payoff. Like she didn't jump into the water. Yes, exactly. Which it doesn't matter because as a host, Jeff like uh, carried that story all the way. It was like your tribe's here. Will you jump in now? Like it was just uh, he's doing so fucking well. Yeah, you've talked about him a lot. And white men don't deserve their time in the sun. So, you know, he's doing something. Yeah. If like it's making it's striking so many chords with me. Okay. Well, you've talked about him a lot. So this makes sense. Yeah. My best host. I've also talked about a lot. Um, it's going to come from left field, okay? It's going to come from left field, from right field, from up and down. I know exactly who it is. I don't think you do. Okay, well, my best host of 2023 is the icon, the one and only, from Traders Canada, Kareen. The fashion, the intensity, I was just constantly wanting to see her in every scene. Yeah, okay, I, even though I hate that show, not like the franchise or whatever it does, she, what she brought was really great. To meet, what's the man that does it in America? Alan Cumming. To do that, and avert, it wasn't an Alan's Cumming performance. Exactly, it was her own, yes. her fashions yes. were on point, so very well deserved. Yeah, so. and that is a series with iconic hosts. Right, 100%. Like, they can't fuck that up, and they didn't, so good right. job, Kareen. Alrighty, now it's time for the drag queen of the year. So this is somebody that's competed on RuPaul's Drag Race across platforms that appeared on the series this year. Oh my god. My really issue is I don't know what this year means. Like aired this year. No, but like you know what I mean? They all blend together. So it would be 15 um, UK, UK versus the world, All Stars 9, Canada's Drag Race, and then any internationals you watch. But that all that. happened this year? Yeah. On top of all the... Like, I know you're not in Holland or France. I'm not in Holland or France. No, oh my god. <laughs> 
Who won Oscar? I thought I knew. Who, th- that's who I thought you was going to be your pick. <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm it's I'm tired. I've been doing a lot of filming. I know my answer. I'm sorry, Anil. Thank you for reminding me. Um, <laughs> I was like, this is, the, this is the one I knew for sure. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Cut that is, all out. <laughs> who is your drag queen of the year? My drag queen of the year is also the drag queen of my life. They will forever be my drag queen of the year, of the century, of the universe. It's, of course, Jimbo. Yeah, very well deserved. I knew you were going to pick Jimbo. Jimbo is in my top three as well. I mean, to be a Canadian crossing borders and franchises and just steamrolling is amazing. So good. And you know what? You you are a loyalist, true and true. Because from Jimbo day one, day you one. loved her. Day so one. congrats to you and your Jimbo <laughs> fandom. And congrats to Jimbo. Um, okay. Wait, You're, who's yours? Oh, sorry. Mine is Anitra. From oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, you love Anitra. I loved Anitra. I think the way she just ate every fucking lip sync. Yep. If you think of her talent show, Walking the yep. Fucking Duck, that is a that is now a gay phrase. Yeah. In 50 years, I'm going to be in Palm Springs. We're going to be at a pool party with hot boys. And I'm going to be like, Frankie, walk the fucking duck. <laughs> like her lip sync with... Um, Marsha, 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 yes. boss bitch. Like Ugh. she gave us fucking moments. I on do that have goosebumps show. now. Yeah, her alien reptilian gown. Yeah, uh, she will be. If she wasn't on a season with Sasha Colby, the icon and legend that is outside of Drag Race, yeah. it would be a different story. So I can't wait to see her back and eat the girls up. Yeah, no, good job, Anisha. Well deserved. All right, best reality TV show. Okay, wait, show or star? Which one's first? Oh, star. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So my best reality TV star of the year is in fact a duo. Okay. Okay. But they are, you know, they are a known duo. So I feel like I'm still giving the answer correctly. Okay. Fair. They appeared on my, one of my favorite shows of the year. Is it a baking show? No. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> they gave us iconic, never before seen reality dynamic because it was a mother and a son competing for $4.56 million on the Squid Game. And my reality TV star of the year goes to Leanne and Trey. I've never seen a 60-plus-year-old woman running and competing and winning challenges on a reality TV show. Like, that was a first for me. Her backstory, she worked for the New York Times. She was a former athlete. And her and her son had to fight in the end in a game of marbles to decide who would move forward. Don't fucking laugh. So Trey and Leanne, you're my reality TV star of 2023. Um, this is why editing and like seeing a full clip is so important because your opening line was, I've never seen a 60-year-old woman running. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, congrats. Um, Trey and Leanne. Trey and Leanne. Yeah, you'll learn their names soon when they the get marbles. a spin-off special. Oh, God. Well, you know Netflix is just dumping talent here and here yes, just to I get know. a show. Um, okay, so my... Reality TV star of the year. Why am I forgetting her name now? Jam Jam and Carolyn. My reality TV star of the year is Carolyn. Yes. I think for somebody, like, what was great about reality TV and the best reality TV stars are people that don't know how iconic they are. And it's the perfect match of your producer and your editor being able to translate that to the masses. Yeah. And her not knowing what the fuck she was doing on Survivor, but trusting her intuition. Yeah. And trusting herself through the lesson she's learned in sobriety is was so powerful to watch because in a game of survivor all you have is yourself that is the takeaway you can only trust yourself and for her 
to not make any sense to anybody make it to the end by following her intuition and being loyal and a lot of those are sobriety lessons it was mm. so powerful yeah like, the storytelling as well Ugh. i have shivers like her even sharing her sobriety with her tribe mates was such a powerful yeah. moment like every tribal we all thought she was like we were all so stressed out because we thought she was just gonna go batshit and sometimes she did but yeah. it all worked out for her yeah oh I love her so much. Good answer. And good answer. I, I'm still mad. Like, I'm happy Jim Jim won, but I'm still mad at that jury for not giving her her flowers. It should have been a tighter tribal. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Well, good job, Carolyn. Okay. The last award from our award series. Yeah. I know my answer. Oh, damn. No, it's not what you think. It's good games. That's what you think it's going to be, but it's not. What is it? My runner-up uh, show of the year is Squid Games, okay. but <laughs> had to be mentioned. The show of the year is something you're not going to expect. You know why? Because we're going to stay in Korea for my answer. My show of the year is The Devil's Plan on Netflix. Oh yeah, you. This is the puzzle show that's really yeah, hard. Yeah, and I was like, I, if I can't work during a show, like if I cannot be on my laptop. That means the show has me. And I was like 12 hours. I felt I lived in this house with them. Like, I felt I was there. But how are you working on your laptop if you have to read the subtitles? That's what I mean. Well, I do dubbed, first of all. I do oh, dubbed. God, you do not do dubbed. I have to do dubbed so I can work while I listen. Oh, God. Okay. Anyway. But in this case, dubbed didn't matter. Like, I was, I could not work because I love the show so much. Right. But you love puzzles and strategies. Oh, they so were so sense. smart. You know what's nice? Watching smart people compete on reality TV. And maybe I should watch that. Instead of dumb people. What's it called? The Devil's Journey? The Devil's Plan. Oh, The Devil's Plan. <laughs> I'm on The Devil's Journey. Exactly. Um, okay, cool. How many episodes? It's like 12. Is it 12 or 10? 12 or 10. Okay, so very digestible. Oh, it's not. It's very difficult. Okay. <laughs> the devil's plan. You need to be like this the whole time. Yeah. While you're watching. It's me watching fucking traitors. <laughs> um, okay, last award from Anil. Okay, so my reality TV show of the year is The Real Houses in New York. So it hasn't been around. Well, it's been around for so long, but I don't know if you know, they fired everybody and they completely recast it. Oh. So... It's a whole new cast of women in New York, and they hit a lot of the diversity that was lacking. It was all white women before, so we're getting a nice little array. Um, what was a powerful moment is seeing like a woman celebrate like Diwali and like talk oh, about Hindu things, like okay. having yourself being seen. Representation matters. Like that really clicked for me watching Jessel on the Real Houses in New York, and it gave me hope. These are young, hot women with careers. One of them's a full-time content creator influencer paying okay. for her brownstone. They have kids. Their bodies are snatched. They're like supporting each other in friendships. It wasn't like they're trying to tear each other oh, it down. it wasn't a huge drama season. The, it, well, like the drama always ties back to them supporting each other, Aww. which is really, really nice. It was Sisterhood at its finest. So congrats. That was really hard to fire a whole cast and recast. Yeah. And then it to be successful. It was the only packed room at BravoCon. Holy. Was, so, like, they're having a moment. They're on every red carpet now. Like, so, congrats to Bravo and that team and the Red Houses in New York. Applause. And then, yeah, like, reality award for you for going to these, like, huge reality events at the end of this year. And wanting to jump off the highest building in each city. <laughs> um, no, I feel very blessed. Like, when I really digest the year, I'm like, wow, we... Total in the lot. reality TV world, we've done things that I don't... Like, five years ago, that me would have been, like, completely gagged. Yeah. Yeah, no, so 
onwards and upwards i think this is a nice time to end the podcast that this episode this year it's been lovely working with you as always anil yeah oh my god thank you i loved your gift baskets of wine and cheese you know like in offices don't people give gift baskets why are you lying no they do give gift baskets but i didn't give you one but you were saying you were saying it like so corporately i was oh, saying, i thought we, i thought we were doing oh, corporate cosplay yeah i thought oh, we were role-playing sorry, as sorry. co-workers yes and your bonus will be in the mail i can't wait yeah because I, I lost my mail key. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway. Wrap it up, girl. Anyway, we'll see you next year with more stunts and gags. And as always, we are quenching your thirst because what is real? <laughs>